Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey. Life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perrion Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is Bavarian Crepes Day. Okay. You a fan of Bavarian crepes? Uh, you know what? I like crepes. I like Bavaria. So, yeah, let's go. I don't think I have ever had a crepe in my entire life. Really? No, I don't think I have. Just, I like the uh, I like the good old-fashioned American pancake. That's just a fancy word for a pancake. Uh, nope, not saying it. Not saying I, you, you can. I'll be down here all day. You can grab me a beer. I'm not saying I love crepes. Just a fancy word for pancake. No, not doing it. Not doing it. You can go ahead and break my arm. I'm not saying I love crepes. You remember? You remember the movie that's from? Yes, it's um. Talladega uh, Nights. Yes. <laughs> Just saying like crepes. What are you talking about? Them really thin pancakes? Yes, oh, I love those things. I ain't saying it though. Yeah, you can go ahead and get me a beer. Break my arm. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy, yesterday the Hawks took care of business. They beat the pit, uh, Pistons 129 to 107. Uh, sort of, they had this game in the bag. They did a really good job of A, getting out ahead, and B, unlike the Spurs games uh, a couple days ago, they stayed ahead. They, I mean, the, the defense in the third quarter from the Hawks was, was stellar. It was phenomenal. They came out of halftime, held Detroit to 19. Not the most efficient night shooting, I would say, from the Hawks. Uh, they shot 36% from three and 75% from the line, but they did shoot 36 free throws, which is great to see. It's They're not settling for that jumper yet. Yeah, getting to the line, getting the other team in foul trouble, that's really nice to see. Wiseman fouled out. Uh, Magruder was close to fouling out, so they did a really good job of getting a lot of their stars in foul trouble. And, Billy, I'm just seeing now on the injury list, I've never seen this. Jalen Duran for the Pistons was out last night due to whiplash. From what? I don't know. Maybe he watched the movie too many times. What What the hell? Whiplash. Oh. Did not play oh. last night because of whiplash. Okay. Yeah, that's very, very random. Yeah, very random. <laughs> I, just, I just saw that on the injury report and I was like, that is, that's the most random injury I've ever seen. Uh, but all the Hawks starters last night were in double digits. Clint Capella had 16 rebounds, 12 points. Bogey had 18 points. Uh, we got some Aaron Holiday play last night because of no DeJounte Murray. A bogey looked good starting. Trey had 30 points and 12 assists. Uh, 13 from 15 for the line from Trey. 3 for 9 from 3 and 7 for 19 uh, from the field. Not, like I said, not a great shooting performance from the Hawks, honestly, overall. A lot of volume shots. They got up almost 100 shots, which is not an insane amount, but it is, it's is—it's usually more than normal. Uh, so not terribly efficient. Sadiq Bay went 5 for 13. Once again, not terribly efficient 
but getting to the line and shooting nearly 40 free throws is great to see. 107 defensive rating, and in that third quarter, I believe their defensive rating was even better than that. They held the Pistons, I want to say they held the Pistons to under a point per possession in the entire second half, which I know the Pistons aren't good, but still it's an NBA team. If you can hold an NBA team below a point per possession, that's pretty insane. Uh, and the Hawks grabbed 44% of their missed shots on the offensive glass. Big, big reason why we won last night was because of the offensive rebounding. See, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a second of this game. Um, the start of the game, I was at uh, the Temple Heard County game. And then I listened to the game with the legend on the radio. And when I was listening, Detroit grabbed the lead in the second quarter, right before halftime. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not watching this when I get home. I'm not, I'm not doing it. So I didn't watch it. And, you know, the Hawks came back and, and trounced them. So maybe I just need to stop watching the Hawks. Yeah, maybe that's the key right there. You gotta, you gotta stop watching the Hawks. Because I mean, winning by what twenty-two is uh, is nice. Covering the spread, spread was eleven and a half, and they covered that. Uh, it was the Hawks, thirteen and a half. Uh, I think it was a uh, might, have, might have crept up to thirteen and a half before tip-off. Um, you said thirteen and a half yesterday morning. No, oh, it didn't. It looks like it stayed at that. I thought it was eleven and a half. Maybe that was. I wonder if that was the San Antonio game that was eleven and a half. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's covering the spread. There was a little uh, late game shoving and pushing and and words exchange after Jaden Ivey hit a hit a buzzer beater uh, to end the game for for the Pistons. There was a little. I think the Hawks kind of took exception to that. Trey was up in his face. JC was there getting into him. So I like to see the little fight from the Hawks. And uh, you know we got a back to back night. It's gonna be tough, man. Played last night, and then you immediately get on a plane, fly up to Minnesota. The Timberwolves are sitting at home waiting for you to get in there, and the Timberwolves are getting everybody back. Um, Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns have both been out. Carl Anthony Towns has been out for like uh, 50 games or, or 20-something games. I forget what the number is. And Anthony Edwards has been out the past like two or three games. So they get rest. They're getting healthy, and we got to fly up there. It's going to be a tough game tonight. Back end of a back-to-back, and the back end of the back-to-back is on the road in Minnesota against a team that's getting healthier in the Minnesota Timberwolves. In, in the standings, though, nothing changed last night. We are still in that eighth spot. We did gain a game on the Toronto Raptors, but we are still two games behind the Miami Heat uh, in the loss column. So. Uh, winning a game tonight versus the Timberwolves would be nice. They are, uh, they're also a play-in team in the West. So about in the same position the Hawks are in, but on the back end of a back-to-back, and we're at 500, so I wouldn't expect us to win. I think we're a dog tonight. Um, I want to say we are a five-and-a-half-point dog. Let me see if they have the uh, – we're a four-and-a-half-point dog tonight on the road on the back end of a back-to-back, so – We'll see. Jalen Johnson's out. Not sure if DeJounte Murray's going to fly with the team or not. Quinn Schneider wasn't sure last night on his post-game uh, press conference. They said because of the injury, they're not sure if DeJounte Murray is even going to be with the team up in Minnesota, much less even play. So we'll see tonight. Hopefully we'll get an injury report here about midday today. Yeah, that's without DeJounte, without Jalen, that sucks. Especially going up against a much better team than, than Detroit. Oh yeah, on a back to back. So, uh, I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but 
I'm not keeping my, I'm not uh, holding my breath either. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough uphill battle. Billy, yesterday we kind of touched on it. No Brandon Shoemake, no Von Grissom. It's going to be our CS starting at shortstop for the Braves this year uh, on opening day. And some news came out yesterday, some contradictory news talking about that there might have been an injury to Grissom, and that is why he is in AAA. So Peter Kamins came out with his tweet yesterday. He said, last week, the Braves coaches were concerned Von Grissom had an issue in the hernia area, and they now now he opens the season in AAA. Uh, Justin Toscano then came out and said someone, or excuse me, said, when asked about Von Grissom last week, manager Brian Snicker did not mention any injury. Someone close to Grissom said there's no injury concerns at all, hernia or otherwise, with the shortstop. If it were a health injury issue, he would go on to the IL. So yeah, there's, there's no reason. With the hernia injury, There, he would have needed an IL in, like, since. There's no reason for him to play as well as he did because he was out like a week, right? You know, they were letting Brent, Brandon Shoemake play. Right. Well, he came back out the other day and played his butt off and then got sent down. So, I mean, I I don't know where this injury concern stuff comes from because that's just stupid. Yeah, it, it seemed to come out of nowhere. It's a very... I, Peter Gammons had it, and it caught me off guard yesterday. Because if somebody's injured, you don't send them down to AAA. You put them on the IL. Like, it's, it's right. the same thing. A roster spot opens up. So the only thing I can think of is is the is they wanted Vaughn Grissom. If the, if the injury thing is real, the only thing I can think of is the injury thing is real. They wanted Vaughn Grissom to be their starting shortstop for opening day, regardless of contract. But if he is injured and he did need to go on the IL, it's better to send him to AAA and put him on the IL and AAA or however minor league baseball's IL works. That way you can keep him on the IL down there. He doesn't start the season with the Braves and the Braves get one or two a year, one or two more years of control for him under his rookie deal if he doesn't get called up until June. I think this has way more to do with how long the Braves have control over Von Grissom than it does any injury or actually who is the best option at shortstop right now, in my opinion. That makes more sense than the hernia injury, honestly. But I don't know. The hernia injury is just kind of a out-of-left-field thing that just blew my mind when I when you kind of pointed that out to me yesterday. And he's hitting something like four something in spring training, isn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like his numbers aren't good. I haven't heard anybody say that Von Grissom doesn't look 100%. Like, I, that's not even been anywhere in any any post, any any anything. So, yeah, that was, that was very odd when I saw that yesterday. The Braves uh, have a spring training game today against the Detroit Tigers in one that will uh, – Mike Soroka will be starting. Michael to, Soroka. We'll, Excited to see what he looks like going into this, uh, going into the spring, going into uh, regular season. It'll be nice to see if he can stay healthy, man. Mike Soroka is a is a talented young man. I'd love to see an entire 162 with him being healthy. Billy, yesterday, or excuse me, Falcons free agency, man. They just keep adding players and adding Let's players. Let's go. I mean, they're doing a, a phenomenal job in free agency. 
The Falcons have reinstated defensive tackle Eddie Goldman from the reserve slash retired list. It sounds like the former longtime Chicago Bear is making a return after stepping away last year. Kind of an odd situation with Eddie Goldman. They signed him in the spring, and then he retired like one or two weeks into camp. Just decided he didn't want to play football anymore. Uh, So I guess that year away has made him miss football so much that he's coming back this year, and it looks like he is going to uh, battle it out for a defensive tackle spot. Well, I mean... Our defensive line can't get any worse. Let's, let's be real. Um, we need we need help getting sacks, and having a veteran defensive tackle like that will help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a while since the Falcons have had legit depth on the defensive line. I mean, I, I, I seriously, a while. I mean, a very very long time. Uh, so Eddie Goldman comes back. Last full season he played in twenty twenty one. Uh, with the Bears, he had uh, 15 solo tackles, one sack, and nine assists. So, I mean, he, he's probably not going to be a starter, I wouldn't think, but he is going to add depth to that defensive tackle position. The Falcons are planning to host veteran defensive lineman Calais Campbell on free agent visit this week. Uh, Campbell was recently released by the Ravens, who kept the door open for his return. But in the meantime, the 15-year veteran will meet in Atlanta. I am in. I love me some Calais Campbell. He is a veteran defensive lineman. He knows what he's doing. He's a good veteran to the point where he's going to be talking to the rookies, talking to the younger members of that defense and teaching them how to be a pro. And boy, do the Falcons need that. They need that kind of presence in this lineup. Yeah, this this isn't the Calais Campbell of, you know, six to eight years ago. Um, But, I, I, you know, the way you described him is is perfect. He's he's the veteran presence in there. Not not a, you know, he's not going to play every single down for the Falcons. He's probably a three down pack or or they're going to have a special package for Calais Campbell. Uh, But I mean, last year when he didn't play 100 percent of the snaps, 18 solo tackles, 10 assists, six sacks and two forced fumbles. You'll take that 10 days out of nine, you know. Um, yeah. and, and, and having him give in me there, three, if you can give me three sacks, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And have him in there as a defensive defensive, uh, uh, veteran, especially when you're thinking about drafting an edge rusher with the eighth pick, if you can put that edge rusher on, under Calais Campbell and have Calais Campbell kind of take him under his wing. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal move by the Falcons. We'll see if they actually get to sign him in another big free agent name that came down yesterday that the Falcons are are entertaining and are kind of uh, swooning over the Falcons are reportedly in the hunt for the Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins I mean okay I, I don't I guess why do, wait, wait, wait whoa whoa what's that tone in your voice I guess this is D hop this is an I, all I know he's look, only 30 years look, old former first rounder look, is he a is he a wide a not is he a free agent yes i could have sworn he was still under or, contract I'm sorry, he's under contract with the, with the cardinals it's a it would be some sort of um it'd be that's some sort why of i'm saying i guess that's why i'm saying i guess why do you think they're gonna trade a first rounder what do you think he's worth well look here's the thing and and honestly you mentioned you mentioned the the falcons are looking at getting a pass rusher at, at eight 
we I was listening to Atlanta radio and front office Lowe's was on uh, this week and he mentions that the only person the only pass rusher he would take at eight for the Falcons would be Will Anderson Jr. He said everyone else is not a number eight pick. He goes, it's one of those moments where you can trade down and the value is there for them lower, much lower in the in the draft process. So thinking of that, yeah, I mean, we could probably get away with trading a one for them, but at, at the same time, like, I, I just... I worry about it because we need so much depth and we need so many players because this team was so bad last year. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I would trade multiple draft picks for him, but are you throwing me a second for D-Hop? I mean, he's had multiple years over 1,000 receptions. He had 1,000 yards. He had 700 yards last year with, with Kyler Murray, who's you know in and out and injury-prone and I, I think this is a phenomenal move. I mean, D-Hop probably only has two more years left in him at the wide receiver position. But sort of like Calais Campbell, you bring him in to mentor some of your younger wide receivers, like a Drake London, even a Kyle Pitts. I think it's I think it's a home run, as long as the, uh, as long as the Falcons don't have to give up too much. I wouldn't trade a first for D-Hop. You know, give me a second and, and a third, like two or three years from now, that, that, that would be fine. Um, but there's, there's no way, absolutely 0% chance I would trade a first-round draft pick for D-Hop. He's past 30. Uh, he's not a particularly tall wide receiver. His his best days are behind him. I'm a huge D-Hop fan. Would not trade a first-round pick for him, though. Maybe a second and a third or a third and a fourth, something like that. Uh, certainly no players. Uh, but I, I think that'd be a home run if the Falcons could bring in D-Hop and let him mentor Drake London. Okay. Like I said, that was, that was my only hesitation was the with the compensation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would assume I would assume it would be somewhere around like a second and a third. I don't think a first would be in the cards to do it, but uh but I I don't know. And the other thing is it's a it's a big contract. Um I think he gets paid like 20 million this year, which I, you know, with with the Falcons cap number, I don't think that's going to be that much of an issue. But that's that's not really fantastic. That's not that's that's a lot of money to pay for a thirty-year-old wide receiver. It's a ton of money to pay for a thirty-year-old wide receiver. Good <laughs> lord! All right, Bryce. Let's head to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I was trying to find that Ringgold score too. Heard uh, County beat Temple yesterday on a game that you heard on the Hometown Sports Radio Network. A great game. It was. Uh, five to nothing early. Heard County, then Temple clawed back and got made it five to five. And then Heard County uh, scored a run in the sixth inning to push them ahead six to five. And that was the end of the game. And it was really, really fantastic game back and forth. Um, really well pitched game, too. So I know that giving up five runs doesn't sound like it was well pitched, but trust me, it was well pitched. Uh, Carrollton beats Campbell 6-2. Carson Sewell went five innings, giving up one earned run. John Cobb came in to finish it. Andrew Albertus was two for three with three runs scored. And Luke Turner went three for four with two ribs to lead the offense. Freeman versus Ringgold, we don't have a score for. And in a game that you heard on the Hometown Sports Radio Network on the other game, 
Bryce called this one Sonoraville beat Central three to nothing. How'd that one go? Yeah, pitcher's duel, man. Um, great job by uh, Walker Altman on the bump for Temple. Went six innings, gave up zero runs. I believe he gave up one or two hits, and I think had six Ks. Uh, just unfortunately outdueled by um, Lyles was the young man's last name for Sonoraville. I forget his first name. Uh, he pitched a complete game shutout, only allowed one run, and I think he had eight or nine Ks last night. So uh, a pitcher's duel, Billy, and I didn't know until halfway through the game that the Birch actually has a radio booth uh, that I could have gone up and sat in up there. But I, I kind of enjoyed yep. being out amongst the fans. I sort of like that in baseball. Um, I don't mind a radio booth in like football, even basketball. Uh, but in baseball, man, I don't know. There's just something about being amongst the fans and enjoying the beautiful spring weather and hearing everybody talk and cheer and everything uh, that I enjoy. But a beautiful, it's first time I've ever seen a baseball field or first time I've ever seen a baseball game at the Birch. Um, beautiful field, great pitchers duel. Couldn't have asked for a better spring day. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, I did get a, a score on the Ringgold game for Bremen. Bremen lost 8-1 to one against Ringgold. So they will play Ringgold on Thursday as well. Uh, probably, probably a doubleheader on Thursday, I'd assume. Uh, region sure. game. It seems like it seems like the mo for region games, like one home, two away, or two away, one home, two home, one away, something like that. The the three game set. Yeah. In soccer last night, Mount Zion versus Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. We don't have a score. Villarica beats Tri Cities. Girls beat them five nothing. Boys win two nothing. Central girls fall in Northwest Whitfield 11-1. The boys fall 4-0. Bremen girls uh, beat Ringgold 7-0. Boys win 5-1. And Bowden uh, girls last night lost to Manchester 3-1. In the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar. In baseball tonight, Villarica at Midtown at 555. Carrollton versus Campbell at 530 and Bowden at Christian Heritage as they continue their region play at 5.30. In lacrosse, uh, Carrollton girls will be facing off against Kennesaw Mountain in Kennesaw Mountain at 5.30, and that is just this forecoming game to the event calendar. How do, you, how do you play a whole mountain? That's crazy. I mean, that's a, it's a big team. It's a lot of mass right there. It's like play the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee? Man, I need one. Oof. Let's hit it up, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Shohei Otani fans Mike Trout last night for the final out as the Japanese win the WBC. What a great game. Three to two was the final. Um, four solo home runs. Capped the, uh, the scoring. It was, it was really fantastic. Um, back and forth and, you know, Japan just came out on top. It just it sucks for the U.S., but it was a really well-pitched game and really well-done game. And now that that's over, we can all focus on real baseball, the MLB, which starts next week. Uh, that I'm I'd be, about. I really would be interested to see what the ratings were last night. Honestly, uh, yeah, I don't. Was it on FS1? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, what are you doing? Like, if you want the WBC to be big, like, why is it on FS1? Why is it not on Big Fox? Because they've like, got they've got to have Matt Singer. It's okay. Oh my God, I've I I have proudly never and, seen and that the, show. I, I haven't either, but I I hope you understand. I'm saying that with sarcasm. Oh, of course, I have. Yeah, okay. 100%, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, any anytime sports is on, it's always better than whatever crap TV show that the big networks have on. It always is. I mean, you can't you can't show me one show on network television right now that would pull more numbers than a live sporting event. It doesn't even matter what sporting event it is. It's it it's it's asinine and it's beyond me for anybody to assume that the mass singer is going to pull more numbers in the WBC final of against USA and Japan. Like it's, it's just stupid. It's absolutely dumb, but whatever. I agree. Well, we'll let those big networks uh, go down in flames. Uh, Cam Newton throws more than 30 passes in Auburn's pro day and says, there is no way that there's 32 people that are better than me at quarterback in the NFL. Well, I'm glad he continues to think that way. Do you think Cam Newton gets a starting job somewhere in the NFL? Uh, That I don't know. Do you think Cam Newton is built to be a backup in the NFL? No. His his mindset is not built to be a backup. That's that's sort of what I feel like, too. Like, if Cam Newton doesn't get a starting job, I don't think he's back in the NFL. I don't think he's built to be a backup. I don't think that's his mindset. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's... Some people, some people are constant backups. Like, look at Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is going to be in the league for forever because a he has proved that he can be in a quarterback room as a backup and not be toxic. B he can mentor young quarterbacks, and C when those young quarterbacks, if they get hurt, Andy Dalton can come in and play pretty good football. Like Andy Dalton is a constant professional backup. I don't think Cam Newton's brain is wired that way. I think I think Cam Newton's brain is wired to. I'm the best. I should be starting. And if I'm not starting, I'm pissed off. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's, that's how a lot of, of winners and elite athletes are wired. That's fine. But I just, I don't think he's wired to be a backup in the NFL. Nope. And, and I get it. I mean, I do. You want to play, you want to play, you want to play, but at the same time, it's not happening, Cam. Not happening. Yeah. I'm trying to think of where he would fit. I, I don't know. Maybe he goes to Tampa. <laughs> I hear Carolina needs one. Uh, Carolina's getting CJ Stroud. Stroud. He's going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury break off talks for title, the title bout. I was really bummed, man. I would have loved to see Tyson Fury knock the crap out of Usyk. Uh, he would have probably knocked him out around in the third inning. But the uh, the sides agreed to a 7-30 split. Um, but they... they Usyk didn't want that. Usyk wanted a little bit more. So it said no no matter how much Usyk compromises, he was pushed. He kept pushing for more and more and more. So the the title bout between Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk is off for now. April 1st was originally the the fight date way back when, and then that was bumped to May. Uh, So right now it doesn't look like the May bout is going to happen. So that is on the back burner for now. Hopefully they keep working it out and figure it out. Because I, I love to see Tyson Fury fight. He is the he is the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time, Tyson Fury. Uh, and I'll I'll battle that to the death. Billy, today in 1972, Nick Maletti purchased the Cleveland Indians, an entire baseball franchise, for nine million dollars. Who? Nick Maletti. No. Who? Who? The Who Cleveland Indians. The, the a team that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, oh, you mean the Guardians? No, no, he purchased the Indians. He didn't purchase the Guardians. The Guardians. Not the Guardians? No, no. He purchased the Indians. Huh. Yeah. Just like Dan Schneider purchased the Redskins. He now owns the Washington Commies, 
Uh, but um, he did purchase the Redskins. That's interesting. Yeah. Billy, I got a, uh, I got a confession to make uh, yesterday. So I had a little treat at the Central versus Sonoraville game. Um, oh, I pointed it out on the radio, too. Miss Carol Walker brought oh. me some incredible pulp lemonade, cucumber flavored, which was uh, phenomenal. I mean, I, I've never had a single drop of lemonade from incredible pulp lemonade that wasn't just phenomenal. But I also had another treat, Billy, that I haven't let anyone in on that I tried yesterday. What's that? So I, I've been getting a hard time for Miss Carol uh, since we had the Frosty Fry debate, uh, you know, a couple months ago on the podcast. And she brought me a little mini Frosty with some French fries. Oh. And I tried the Frosty Fry combination yesterday. Uh-huh. Where the game started. And I got to say, it's not terrible. It's it, it's not my cup of tea. I, I don't know if I'd ever try it again. But it, it was much, much better than I imagined it to be. Okay, um, I'll take I'll yeah. take that as a win. I'm yeah. taking that as a win. Yeah, yeah. I, I will give you, I can see how people would enjoy that. Uh, but I did eat the fries separately, and then I had the Frosty. Uh, it was about the fourth inning, and it was getting a little chilly, and I was like, let me eat this Frosty before I get too cold to eat it. The Frosty was delicious. Loved the Frosty, loved the fries. Wendy's, in my opinion, has the second best fast food fries. Uh, so those were really good. But, yeah, I did try the Frosty Fry combo. Um, I don't think it's my cup of tea, but a thousand percent can see why people would like it. Like it. It's, it was it was good. Like the crunchiness and, and the salty sweetness made for yep. a very interesting mixture. I can totally yep. see that. Yep, yep. So, yeah. I'll, like I said, I'll take that as a win because yeah. anytime that that pops up, mm-mm, wow, yep. okay, yeah. yeah. So thanks yeah, to Miss Carol Walker. Nice little science project there. Um. The picture you posted in our group chat, I, I showed to RB, and I'm like, look at what he has on his desk. And I was so angry, <laughs> and I was like, oh. oh. It, was, it, it was so good, man. It was delicious. It was... Oh, and the bad it, thing is, is like, at that point, it was cold. Like, it was... But I thought it was... I was already in the hoodie, and I was already... My hands were already in my pockets. It was, it was cold. So... I, I went out before the game, went outside to get all my stuff in the truck, and I had shorts on, and I walked outside, and I was like, oh, was like, it's shorts weather now, but in three hours when that sun goes down, it, it's definitely going to be jeans and hoodie weather. So, yeah, yeah I had to readjust, but yeah. The, the incredible that, wind, that wind whips at the birch, I'll tell you that. We didn't, we didn't have any. It was, it was gorgeous. No wind. We had a little wind starting off blowing from right field to left field, but other than that, there was uh, there was no wind. It was, And when the sun was out, it was gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, when that sun went down, man, it got a little chilly, a little, little cold. Do you got anything else for us today, man? No, nah, man. Let's get out of here on a hump day. Let's get out of here on a hump day. You know, by the time we hit noon today, it's all downhill until the weekend. For Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake them.